Can you run a business with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Find out today on the Unique On Purpose podcast. Thank you for joining me on episode 51 of the Unique On Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am your host, Rachel Gentleman, just a regular gal trying to help people know they are called to be victors in Christ Jesus. Today, our fourth edition of the ADHD series, Betsy Thompson is an entrepreneur with ADHD. Let's take a listen as she shares how she got started in business and how her ADHD actually helps her succeed. And then stick around after the episode because I have a special announcement about a project I've been working on. Welcome back to the Unique on Purpose podcast. Rachel Jenneman traveling only a couple hours away from Traverse City, Michigan to Grand Rapids, Michigan to visit Betsy Thompson. She is a wife, a mom of four, an entrepreneur and an ADHD warrior. But I do have to say, Betsy, I am a little bit jealous that you have four kids because I always thought the perfect family was two boys, two girls. And I had one girl and two boys. And then after that last one, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I would love to have another child, another girl. But that last one just wiped me out. So we stopped at three. And it's weird because we're an odd number in our family. But so, yeah, I just I feel like you have the perfect family. <laughs> just... I mean, it's, it's a bit of a circus over here. So yes. I don't know. You might you might see it in person and be like, oh, man, yeah, nope, yeah. we're good. Yeah, it's a little bit different. What does Jim Gaffigan say? What's it like having four kids? Like you have three and then someone, as you're drowning, someone hands you a baby yes, and says, here you go. Baby. Like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but we are doing right now on Unique on Purpose an ADHD series. And it's just so much more prevalent in our culture today. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about ADHD. I think there are a lot of people that have it that don't realize they have it. I think there are people that think they have it and don't have it. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. a, oh, for sure. a, a wide a spectrum of things. And so I wanted just to take some time and talk about it, but also relay the fact that ADHD can be a superpower. I think as parents, when we find out our child has it, or if we are, ourselves find out we have it, we're kind of devastated because it just means that we're different. And But God doesn't see it that way. I think God mm -hmm. sees it as, no, I want you to use this to persevere. I want you to use it uh, to your advantage to glorify me. But talking to you personally, you grew up with ADHD yourself. And so I want to know what it was like for you growing up. So kind of share that with me. Yeah, so it's interesting because growing up, I can't say it really impacted me much other than out of all my siblings, other than my brother. My brother also has it, and my dad does. So for me growing up, I mean, I always had the messiest room, most disorganized, would lose all the things. But growing up in general, I can't say it impacted me much only because I did well in school. I really liked school. And one thing with ADHD, if you enjoy something, you thrive at it, you enjoy participating in it and doing that. And I really liked school. I think a lot of times when people think of ADHD, they think of the, the boy sitting in class with bad behavior, failing at school, not getting along with kids. And while, yes, that presents itself in some ways, for me, I didn't have that. I got along well with kids socially. And I think the biggest thing for me was that as I got older, I noticed like my sisters were really organized and 
could keep track of things and follow through on things. And I couldn't. (laughs) And for me, when I was younger, not as big of a deal. My mom had always told me that you got ADHD. She always just kind of made it that normal part of who I was. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I always sort of knew that growing up, but because it didn't impact my grades or behavior or how I got along with other people, I never got tested at that point. So really growing up, I can't say it was a huge impact on me until I got older. You know, I'm finding that is a common theme, the difference between girls and boys. And I don't know if yeah. it's across the board, but I'm the more women I talk to, they say it really wasn't an issue for them growing up as much as it is for boys. It was more as they got older that that's when it started to become an issue, started to Uh, they started to have a hard time. So what I learned through just my schooling, because I have a background in social work and counseling, but also when I got tested, I didn't get tested until I was in my 30s, even though I always knew that I had it, um, is that there's different types of ADHD. And the one that I have is inattentive. And it's more, it was the best thing when I was tested, the guy had said to me, So with inattentive, it's not like behaviorally you're hyperactive, but your brain is constantly going. Okay. So you're not acting out behaviorally. You're not always, you know, speaking out out of turn, but inside your brain, you have a hundred million things going on at once. And Mm -hmm. he explained it with, it's like you have 20 TVs on all at the same time you're trying to watch. And a lot of times women tend to have the inattentive type more often than... Boys do. Mm -hmm. So I, and I do think because when I was younger, most people thought it was a, something that boys had. And so girls weren't really diagnosed as often then. And I think that's why now women in our thirties right now, all of a sudden we're like, we are falling apart, trying to keep this house together. What is wrong with me? And they're realizing, oh, I have ADHD. There's nothing wrong with me. My brain just operates a bit different, but they had never been diagnosed growing up. Mm -hmm. You say there's different types. Would you say that there's a spectrum, like kind of like autism, there's that spectrum of, you know, everybody says, oh, they're on the spectrum. Is that kind of the same thing with ADHD? Because that's kind of new to me. I feel like there's just different ways it presents itself. I have friends of mine who have ADHD as well. And, um, there's a big joke with me and one of my friends, cause she's like, you have a hundred hobbies and I'm in a lot of ADHD <laughs> Facebook groups too. And she's like, I don't have any hobbies, but you love to learn new things and jump into them. And that is not my thing. So I think more or less, it's just the symptoms present themselves in different ways for people. I don't know. If, okay. I'm, I'm sure that some people have symptoms that are more severe or they struggle far more Mm -hmm. than others might. But I think it just, it can look so different for different people. Right. And I think too, it might have something to do with the hormones in our body. I mean, ADHD really is a lack of dopamine, but I think the way there's different hormones that are released in a boy than there are in a girl as they're growing up during their juvenile pause that you have to wonder if that ADHD affects them differently because of their hormones. I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. I'm not an expert. I'm just trying to, you know, I just want to learn more. Uh, And you said that you did really well in school. Would you say that school maybe was your hyper focus? I mean, 
most kids with ADHD, they have a hyper focus. Would academics yeah. be that for you, do you think? So with ADHD, those of us who have it, we're, we're constantly looking for our brain to be stimulated because since we have a lack of dopamine, we are constantly seeking stimulation for our brain. And I think for me, school was a place where I got to hang out with all my friends and be social. But then obviously I had classes that I struggled to stay awake in and focus in on. But I think for me, I enjoyed learning. And while some of the classes aren't my favorite, it was still a place for me that I think my brain was stimulated. Even just learning different things. Um, I obviously had classes I liked more, art classes, all of that were more of my favorite things to do, but it was a place where I got to hang out with my friends and be with them. And I think there's also this idea, I'm not saying across the board, but I know there's this idea that sometimes people who have ADHD aren't as intelligent as people who don't have it. Mm, And that's totally false. And I think for me, school just naturally came easy. I didn't have to work super hard at it, Mm -hmm. but I think it's because I could sit in a classroom and listen and take notes and it it was easy for me then on tests and things just to regurgitate that information that I had learned. Mm -hmm. Now, when did you know, well, let me back up. Okay. Growing up, you did well in school. What about working? When you started to work, when you started to have jobs, did that affect you in any way? I don't think it affected me much other than I found I would get very bored easily mm-hmm. in jobs, which was hard for me. I know that I had a hard time with, like, I just hated this idea that I had this schedule I had to stick to. And I always showed up to work on time. My dad growing up, I mean, we had to be everywhere 30 minutes early. We, I mean, I learned early on for church, we got to get there 30 minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. And so I think just that nurture part of my life made it so that I just learned to show up to things on time. That was an important thing. But when I think back to some of the jobs I had, I mean, I babysat and stuff, and that was easy enough. But as I got older and had other jobs, I found I would get bored easily, but I never had a hard time keeping a job. It was probably more like having a hard time always enjoying the job that I had. But I think that is pretty normal for a lot of people, Yeah, I was about to say, that kind of goes across the board. If it's not really fitting your passions, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Okay, now let's jump into the business aspect of ADHD. When did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Was this something that presented itself as a child? Uh, or is it something that later on in life you said, oh, I'd like to own my own business? How did that come about? It was never a thought in my mind. And that is how God just works things out. I, I think back to high school and when you're learning about different careers you can have. I don't think as a woman I ever thought about business because I, all I had in my mind was that that was just boring offices and, you know, doing boring things. And I never knew the huge opportunities that were available and all the different things that you could do in business. But I ended up going into social work, got my master's in counseling oh, wow. and worked in that field for a while. When I got pregnant with my first kid, I thought, I, I want to be home to raise my babies and mm-hmm. I'll get back to work eventually. But 
I, I feel like after my second, even just choosing to stay home with babies, I feel like there was a huge part of me that lost a sense of my identity right. because I had sort of given up a career yep. to do this, but and this is terrible to say because I'm so grateful that I got to stay home mm-hmm. and raise my kids, but there was some part of it that was so mundane Yes, and it was hard for me to get excited about doing laundry and focusing in on cleaning the house and changing all the diapers. And <clears throat> early on, I... Actually, in college, I taught myself to crochet with YouTube early on. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself home with babies, and I would crochet, and then I would have people that wanted to purchase things that I was making. And I thought, oh, I can make a little money and help out here. Yeah. And so I started doing that. And we have, like, in our kitchen, I was like, I want new countertops. I'm going to work really hard and get new countertops. And so I did. I crocheted, I don't know how many baby hats and things. But it was sort of this exciting idea of I can create something and love doing this, but mm-hmm. then I can also make money with it. Right. So I started that for a bit, had this little, little tiny crochet business. And then I jumped into the world of multi-level marketing. And I know that can get such a bad rap, but for me, I felt like it's such a great opportunity, especially for women who aren't leaving the home to go work, Mm -hmm. but they can do it when they have kids at home. And so I jumped into LuLaRoe Mm -hmm. and had my own clothing boutique. And I felt like I had learned so many things just in that of how to have inventory, how to promote and how to market. And I loved it. And so I continued with that and something I never thought I would do ever. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't even know if I would be good at it, but I'm like, I don't know. I just need something else in my life and outlet that was for me. But then it was fun because I was able to add to our family income. And then since then it has turned into, um, I make my own jewelry now and I add that to my boutique and I market that. So I just feel like God was slowly introducing me to something I didn't know I ever wanted to do and teaching me, Hey, you have these skills. Hey, you are going to enjoy this. Hey, I know you have the gifts to be able to do something like this. So never thought I would do anything in business, never thought anything about being an entrepreneur. And it's just funny how God works and sort of teaches you along the way that you can do something. I feel like I never envisioned that I could be successful as a business owner because I had ADHD. I always had this idea that, well, being a successful business owner, you probably have to be type A, super disciplined, very organized. And because that was not who I was and I knew that, Mm -hmm. I did not think that that was ever something I'd want to go into because I didn't think I could be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think God, God taught me along the way you don't have to be totally organized all the time. And there's a part of your ADHD that makes you want to try new things and you're creative. So marketing is something that you could be good at. And he taught me along the way that I can do these things and I don't have to be this mold I had in my head of what a successful business owner looks like. Right. 
And I think that's what we have in our heads about every type of person, that there is a specific mold. But yet when we look at scripture, there is no mold of a person. No. There is no mold of a king. There was no mold of a business person. Like everybody was different. There was no mold of what a man should look like or what a woman should look like. There was a spectrum all across the board. So I have to then ask, what strategies are you using to help you with business? So if you are not an organized person, I mean, to run a business, you have to be somewhat organized. So what are the Something strategies like that. that are you are, are doing that are you are implementing in your business to help your business grow? Well, I know when people first start in business, they might not have the resources to do this. But one of the biggest things that helps me is I have an assistant and she does all the things I don't want to do. Okay. <laughs> so the big joke is that I hired Amy to actually be my boss <laughs> and <laughs> she loves to come in my shop and clean it all up. And she does all of my shipping. I hate shipping. Whenever she goes on vacation, I always call her and I'm like, I just want you to know that you can never stop working for me because <laughs> I can never take over shipping. <clears throat> but she will often in the morning just send me a message and say, these are the things that I need. This is what we have to follow up on. Mm -hmm. And that is huge for me. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, just having somebody that fills in the areas that maybe I'm not so good at. I mean, I think a lot of that is understanding where my strengths are, where my weaknesses are, and being able to delegate out the things that I am not so good at or don't enjoy doing mm -hmm. is a huge thing. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think where else I had. Sorry, I have notes here. Um, oh, <laughs> so obviously I still have to do some of the mundane things. Um, so when it comes to taking an inventory, taking photos, things like that, I often will just put a podcast on because it's so funny. There's so many times where I feel like I have to have my hands busy to have my brain stimulated. But in the same sense, I feel like if I can put on a podcast and I focus on that, doing things that aren't as exciting. I even do this if I'm going to do like laundry or dishes. Sometimes I just put a podcast on and it helps me stay focused and keep going. So I finish the task. So it's not as difficult to complete. So something like that. I do often. I've actually taught my oldest daughter that she's not diagnosed with ADHD, but she is very much like her mother. And when it comes to cleaning a room, I said, put on a podcast and you will find it's not as awful to clean your room or to stick with it. So definitely things like that for me. Um, I think even just accountability. I tell my husband, I absolutely have to get this done I have to do this and just checking in with him and letting him know so he knows it's a priority because sometimes it's easy for me to sort of push it aside because I own my own business and I can decide what I do with my time, but putting it out there for accountability is important. And then, as I mentioned before, I have a good friend of mine as well who have ADHD and one of them, um, she does LuLaRoe as well. And she and I just talk back and forth strategies with each other. How are you doing this? And that's super important as well. Just to have somebody else who knows how my brain works and I can reach out to her to say, Hey, check in on me that I got this done. Hey, I'm struggling with this. And just having that support there with somebody who understands has been very helpful. So do you find that 
maybe you put off like blocks of time, like scheduling blocks of time for this 30 minutes, I'm going to do this, there's certain, or have an actual organizational chart that you check off to help you stay focused? So it depends on the week. Sometimes I'm really good at my schedule. Right now in the summer with kids home, I'm not so good at it because everything is sort of up in the air. Yeah, I get that. I do try to think through how I want my day to look, and I'm not always so great at it. Like I said, I know in the school year when kids are at school, it's easier for me to say, okay, at 10 o'clock I'm going to do a sale. I have some jewelry that I need to make. I'm going to try to do it at this time. And I've always kind of had a loose schedule with things just because I know other things can come up, but I do better in my business when I make a point to focus on specific times I want things done. And it looks different every day for sure. But I, I actually, I have a counselor that I talked to and I was just talking to her yesterday and she said, okay, <laughs> you need to get back to writing your lists. And lists are a huge thing for me. I can tell mm-hmm. I will have a whole bunch of things in my head I have to get done. And I know, oh, it's time for a brain dump. I always call it a brain dump. And I just write down all the little things I have to get done and then I just work my way through that list. And I always find that when I can get all those things out of my head and down on paper, it's so much easier to complete the tasks that I have to get done. Now tell me this, I know that you did not struggle growing up with being impulsive, interrupting, but a lot of ADHD people struggle with anger. Is that something that you've had to deal with? Oh man. Um, I feel like I can find myself probably more so when it comes to parenting, just getting overwhelmed and overstimulated, especially with four kids, struggling to manage some of those emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say in my adult world, I mean, basic husband, wife arguments that we might have, but I, I would say more so for me, it's managing the anxiety that comes when I have too much stimulation coming at me, it, which is kind of funny because with ADHD, we're looking for our brains to be stimulated, but sometimes there's so much stimulation coming, we don't know how to process it. So I find if I'm trying to get work done and I have a kid come in and then they're arguing and then I come down and there's a huge mess in the house, I have a hard time processing that until I can get super anxious, which sometimes can present itself in anger for sure. But I think my biggest thing is probably getting overstimulated and it creates anxiety for me if I'm not managing my ADHD well. Mm -hmm. So if you are overstimulated in your business, what do you do to take a break? Well, I really love, it's nice in the summer because I love my garden. There's many times I walk around, Mm -hmm. (laughs) check my flowers multiple times a day. Um, I know for me sometimes just taking space and taking a minute, um, maybe it's meaning spending time doing devotions. Often I feel like I get to the end of my day and I'm like, I have not spent time with God. I need to recalibrate myself and do that. For me, anything creative, anything where I can create something, I think that's where the jewelry for me and adding that into my business has been such a good thing because there's something with working with my hands, creating something whether I'm painting or putting things together that is really calming for me. Mm-hmm. And anything that is creative is an outlet for me that 
is calming. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for everybody. I was reading in a book once about talking about the Sabbath, you know, taking a break from the week, making sure you're not becoming a workaholic, but the Sabbath is created for you. And that on the seventh day, God created rest and for rest, for most people, it means to actually create and you feel restful when you create mm-hmm. something. Uh, when we look at maybe making jewelry as work, but you see it as kind of a rest time. Now, in your business, do you feel that you have a hyper focus? Is it the marketing? Is it, you know, whatever? Do you have a hyper focus? Oh, it can definitely depend on the day where I put my focus. There's days, especially. Uh, in the LuLaRoe world that I put together different outfits and I can sit in there in my shop and put things together and focus in on that. And I'm in a groove when I'm taking photos, which is really good. I think what's hard for me, especially with kids home right now in the summer is I'm interrupted quite a bit. So that can be hard, but even sometimes, and maybe it's not so good if I'm creating graphics for an event that I have coming up, I can spend so much time on these graphics and getting them just right and the whole marketing side of it. But it also works well too, because I think I enjoy doing that. I enjoy the creative side of it. So I can really immerse myself in that part of it. And especially with when I am designing jewelry, I can spend hours just focused in on designing different things and getting it how I want it. So there's definitely areas of that that I can see that in my business. And my husband laughed at me too. He said, oh, you're hyper-focusing right now. I'm like, yep, give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) He knows, he knows. Yep. So tell me this. I want to know, we kind of know some of the struggles that you have with ADHD in business. How has ADHD helped you in the business world? Because I know it can be a superpower. How is that so in business? So for me, I feel like I am willing to try new things. I get excited to try new things. I think many times people can think of trying a new strategy and they overthink it. I need all the details just right and getting it to look just perfect before they implement it. And I just go for it. I have done that early on. In my business, in the world of LuLaRoe, it was before live video really came out. And a friend of mine said, hey, I think you should try this live video stuff. And nobody else had really done this. And as far as business owners or boutique owners or anything, especially not in LuLaRoe. And I said, okay, I hate taking all the photos. I would love to sell this way. This would be great. And I just went for it. And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know totally how I was going to do this. And it took off. And I think because I didn't overthink it, I didn't overanalyze it. I thought, this is going to be fun. Let's just give it a whirl. So I think the ability to be a little bit impulsive in that sense, as far as let's try something new and just run with it. Sometimes I probably could afford to hone in some of the details on different things that I do. But I feel like ADHD has allowed me to get excited to be creative with a different strategy on how I market something or trying something new. And I don't get myself paralyzed in all the details. I like that. I like that because sometimes we see impulsivity as a negative thing. I shouldn't say sometimes all the time. It's always used in a negative way. And you're saying, you know what? It helps me not to overthink it. And I just do it. And Mm -hmm. really there's a lot of people out there that, 
they have a great idea, they're super creative, but there's that fear that's stopping them from being creative. And it's almost as if you don't have that fear. You're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to go with it. And I think also because for me, it's, okay, I'm going to learn along the way. Mm -hmm. I'm great learning along the way. So if it doesn't quite work out the first time I do it, take a step back, analyze and assess, and then try it a different way. And yeah, I feel like it's because of my ADHD that I I get too excited to try something new. So I don't want to wait too long on it. I just want to go for it. Do you think that people with ADHD, and I've never thought of this before, but they have almost less fear than other than someone who's neurotypical? They do. I, I feel like that I have heard, and, and not that I've heard, I know that they can tend to, I, I hope this is explained well, but there's a part of them that almost is... Let me think through this a minute how to explain it. Sorry. No, you're fine. (laughs) But they can tend to be more prone towards reckless behavior Mm -hmm. and in addiction and things like that. Um, But so because of that, I think it's because some of that being prone to reckless behavior can be because that constant need for stimulation Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of a high that comes with that so not everybody is off doing all these reckless things but i think there's for sure part of that where that fear side is not as strong maybe as "ooh, i'm excited to try this and that's more exciting so they're not necessarily feeling fearful but more excited to try something new and just to go with it Okay, hopefully I, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. But I'm just wondering, I'm not an expert on dopamine, but when you try new things, I wonder if that's what's happening is that there is a dopamine kick that comes in when you're trying something new, when you're being creative. I don't know. It's just, oh, yeah. just kind of a random you get, thought. You get kind of, yeah, you get kind of excited to kind of try it and then sit back and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And there's something exciting about that and putting it out there and being like, okay, here we go. So I for sure think so. Okay, before we wrap up, if someone is listening right now and they say, you know what, I have ADHD or I have a child with ADHD, but I myself am looking to start a business or my child has entrepreneurial tendencies, I guess this is two questions in one. What advice would you give? What advice would you give to that person? And what would advice would you give to that parent? So first, let me focus on the parent piece because my mom was a huge encouragement to me. Growing up, two sisters and a mom who are very organized, very tidy. So in my mind, I was comparing myself to three women. Mm who had it all together. And I thought, what, what is wrong with me? Like, Mm -hmm. how come I can't get it together? And as I became a wife and a mom and I'm looking at their homes and I'm thinking, how are they keeping it all together? I don't understand. My house is a disaster. I struggle to stay on top of things. And I remember talking to my mom feeling so frustrated with this. And she said, Beth, stop looking at the things you might not be gifted in or talented in. Yeah. You need to stop a minute and look at the way God has gifted you. You are creative. You are social. You like to learn things. And she said, that's where you need to focus because you need to understand. She said, you might want to be super clean and tidy like your sisters, but there are gifts and talents that you have that they wish that they had. Right. And for me, that was a huge change in my mindset 
because I stopped thinking, okay, I have to fit this certain mold of what I think women are supposed to be. And God has given me talents that I am not appreciating and I'm not grateful for. And so for me, talking to a parent who wants to encourage their son or daughter, I feel like the best thing they can do is really just keep encouraging them in the gifts that they have and pushing them to focus on those talents. And obviously there are certain things that they're going to have to have if they're going to be an entrepreneur. Yes, we have to have some form of discipline, some form of consistency, but those are things you learn along the way. And I feel like for talking to their kid, if they can just breathe into them encouragement and confidence and push them that way, it will help them feel like they are capable of doing something in the business realm. As far as somebody themselves who has an entrepreneur spirit but doesn't feel like they can do it, I would say over and over again that in that realm, the biggest obstacle is you. It's so easy to Mm. focus on your weaknesses and where you fall short. We are our biggest enemy. Right. And I think that is the devil speaking to us and Mm -hmm. telling us, yep, you're not good at that. Mm -hmm. You're not good at that. And I think it's exactly what my mom had said to know your value and feed into your strengths. And there are going to be things you're not good at. And Hey, you can hire some of that out. Right. (laughs) Um, But you learn along the way. Um, I think about the asset that Amy, my assistant has been to me, but also know along the way you are going to fail. You're going to have things that you don't do so well at, and it just means taking a step back and reassessing. And I just feel like if there is something that you love to do and your passion is there and you really feel like God is pushing you to do something more of it, more with it, to to trust him on that and to be willing to learn and to fail and to see where he will take you with it. Because I never thought in a million years I would – want to be an entrepreneur and the way that God has worked out my life and the way that I have learned to appreciate my ADHD along the way. And I see how that fits into my whole story. I truly feel if it's something that you feel like God is leading you to, you're going to learn along the way and you're going to see the way he's working that for not just your good, but also his kingdom. And I like what you said too, that if you're not good at something, hire that hire that person out that is. Yeah. So if you are disorganized, yeah, you you need to learn to persevere. You need to kind of learn how to organize, but at the same time, if you can find that admin who is good at organization that can keep you organized and keep the certain business side of things organized, why not hire that person out? So you don't have to focus on those things. You can focus on your hyper focus. You know, you could focus on the things that you are good at. And I think that's good advice for all of us that are going into business because all of us have different gifting. So why try and do all the things that you're not good at when you can hire that out? If you can, I know sometimes at the beginning of a business, you kind of have to be a one man show there for a while until you start creating rent of you. I get that. Okay. I I promise one last question. I know I said we were wrapping up, but it just popped in my mind. You, because your ADHD is more on not as severe, you have not had to do medication, correct? No, I have. I have. Okay. So please, please tell me about that. Yeah. So I have been taking Adderall 
almost five years now. Okay. And, and really that's when I ended up getting tested in my thirties because after three kids, I thought, what in the world? I am not going to make it. <laughs> and so I actually got my diagnosis before my fourth kid, but I knew I can't be on medication if I'm going to have another child. And so once I had him and quit nursing and all of that, then I um, started taking Adderall and that's a huge help for me. And it's not a magical fix everything. And I think right. some people think that when they go into medication. Mm-hmm. For me, it just takes the edge off of some of those things that make me struggle with that executive functioning, the getting motivated to do something I don't want to do, following through on something. And it has been a huge asset for me. Now, I know medication is not for everybody and there are so many tools out there right so many other things that people can go to and they can opt for something else other than medication i know there's adhd counselors out there that you can see that will help you with different tools and strategies so for me specifically adderall has been a really great asset just to take the edge off of my struggle with that executive functioning. And it's funny too, because <laughs> I've had it where my medication runs out and I have to get it refilled. And then a couple of days late, my husband's like, you need to go get that. Yeah. He knows. <laughs> he knows. And some, I, it does not change my personality at all. I'm still who I am, but it helps stimulate my brain when I feel like I can't get that from the environment yeah. myself. And it helps me stay more motivated and get a little bit more energy to do things. So that has been a huge help. But again, I say this all the time to people that it's not a fix all and it's not for everybody. There are so many other options out there if medication isn't for them, but if people want to go that route, it definitely can be a huge asset. And it's really a trial and error, depending on your body, depending on your severity. There are so many people out there where they say, yeah, Ridlin worked for me but Adderall didn't, or Ridlin yep. worked for me for this amount of time, but then after a while, it, it just didn't work, and I had to go off of medication altogether. I mean, everybody's body is different, and, and I like that you did point out it didn't change your personality, because I have, I was a children's pastor for a long time, and I had a lot of kids in my, uh, in my kids' church who had ADHD, and they would go on specific medications, and it was like they were a zombie or they were a totally different person and the parents a man i just can't imagine being that parent having to do the trial and error with your child and it's hard it's really hard with kids and i so my oldest daughter i've said she's not diagnosed but we actually have her an appointment scheduled for her but it takes so long to get her in but i have said to her just if you if you get a diagnosis, that doesn't mean we're throwing you into medication. Yeah, I'd rather wait and see if there's other things and try different things that that might work and might help. I know I have a, a nephew who's on meds and it has helped him immensely. But especially with kids, I think there's so many different things to consider there for sure when it comes to medication or not using it. And I said to my oldest daughter, I said that doesn't mean you will never try medication, but I feel like let's at least. If, if she's diagnosed, let's go from there and learn how your brain operates and what strategies work well mm-hmm. to help with that because there's different things that might work for you and things that won't, but I don't feel necessarily that you always have to jump right to medicating either. And some kids it does work great for. So, again, 
it's kind of specific to each person and the comfort level of what parents want to do and the kids. So yeah, it can be kind of a a hard thing sometimes to figure that out, especially with kids. So in my kids' church, we had a van ministry that would go and, and pick kids up from uh, one of the the more impoverished neighborhoods, to, to say tactfully. And they, they had ADHD. And as soon as they walked in the church doors, the first thing I would say is go get coffee. Go yes. get coffee. Yes. And so they would make themselves a cup of coffee because I knew that that would actually stimulate them and they yep. wouldn't be all over the place. It would actually calm them, which, you know, yes. when, when you're 10 years old, the parents going, no, you can't have coffee at 10. But I was like, these 10 year olds need coffee because it was the only way I knew yes. they were going to make it through the service. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I even sometimes with my daughter, when she was younger, going to play her soccer we would notice she was just kind of like bebopping around the field. And I thought she needs a little caffeine. She mm-hmm. needs to stimulate her brain because then she can focus in better. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Like the same thing that I had said too is keeping my hands busy. If you saw my notes when I sit in church, I have, even when I was in school, doodling all over the place because I had to keep my hands busy and it would stimulate my brain to focus in better. It, actually, even in my master's classes for counseling, I would crochet in class and I'm an adult at that point and they, nobody, nobody cared because we're in counseling and they all right. understood, but they totally were like, we get it. And the same thing with, you know, a little bit of coffee, it stimulates your brain so that you can f- almost focus in better and, and be more calm. That's totally spot on. That's so funny. Now you're like making me question whether I have ADHD or not because I'm constantly like <laughs> oh having goodness, to do I- something. I will talk. I, I do a lot on my on my Instagram and everything, and I share a lot about ADHD. And people message me and be like, um, I feel like I have it now. Do I have it? <laughs> I said, no. I mean, we all, there's symptoms that maybe, you know, feel like it's, it, it might be that, but that doesn't mean you necessarily have it. I always say, if you're questioning it, just go get tested. <laughs> right. And that is something that we all have to realize is all of us have symptoms of ADHD. All of us have symptoms of autism. All of us have symptoms of sensory processing disorder. But just because we as a a people, as a human race, have those symptoms doesn't necessarily mean we actually have the disorders, you know? Right. So there's always going to be a little, it's kind of like with the Enneagram, it's like you all have a little bit of each number, but that doesn't mean you are every single number either. So it's just that some, you know, especially with different personalities and the way different people operate. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, Betsy, I thank you so much for just sharing with us today. I think it's important to really cover all aspects of ADHD as men, as women, as parents, as children, but also as as career people, as business owners and how that works. So I'm sure that there are people out there today listening that, yeah, they, they struggle with ADHD and they have a business. How can they help themselves? So I really appreciate you just being a little bit more vulnerable with us today, sharing those strategies. Well, I appreciate you having me share my story. And I so love that you are focusing and doing a series about ADHD and all of that, because I just think there is so much that is even though it's out there quite a bit, I just think there's a lot of misunderstandings with it. And so I really appreciate you sharing it and sharing it in a way that you can see the positive parts of it. And that's really meaningful. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just, I'm a firm believer that we are all created unique on purpose and anything that the world sees as a disadvantage. I think God wants to use it to his advantage and glorify him. And it's the same thing 
with ADHD. Absolutely. So thanks again, Betsy. I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today on the Unique On Purpose podcast. You can find Betsy Thompson on Instagram as well as Facebook. And if that is you today, be encouraged that if God has called you to be an entrepreneur, he is going to take what maybe you see as a disadvantage with your ADHD and he is going to use it for his advantage. And as promised, I do have that special announcement of a project I've been working on. In fact, I've been working on it for about five or six years now. I want to say back in 2017, God laid upon my heart writing a book and it is about ready to launch here in the next couple months. So I'm super excited to share that with you. The book is called The Real War on Women, Overcoming Culture's Lies to Live Out Your God-Given Purpose. And my favorite part of the book is that it has a World War II theme. We talk about that as women, we are living in a spiritual war. And if you look back at the women of World War II, while all the men were away overseas, the women had to go into careers that really were stereotypically held by men, whether it was firefighting, code breaking, weapons, machinery, whatever it was, the women had to leave their homes and go into the workforce. And And they never pulled the gender card. They never pulled the race card. They just went and did it because they knew that the sooner they went to work and fought the enemy by what they were doing on the lines here at home, the sooner their brothers, their fathers, their husbands, their sons were going to come home. And that's the way we need to be looking at the spiritual war in the the 21st century. Us as women, the sooner we get to work on doing what God has asked us to do, the sooner Jesus is going to come back. And I will get you more information as time goes on. That book will be available on Amazon coming up this October. Make sure you join me next week as my guest, Pete Lathrop, will be sharing what it's like to go through your whole life being undiagnosed with ADHD. Unique on Purpose is available on iTunes as well as Spotify. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. See you next week.